Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Sat Street Journal. My name is Jeff. And my name is Chance. And we're doing a rehash episode, but this time I'm the noob, and Chance, you are the expert. Reverse, reverse. <laughs> so we're going to go over miners' nodes, exchanges, and wallets. And we're just going to go over a brief explanation, and, uh, and, and Chance, you the expert, see are going to work. Uh, and tell you about it? Yeah, we're okay. going to see if you can talk to uh, talk to me and uh, make, it, make it dumb enough for me to understand. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so... Uh, to start off with, um, Chance, what 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 is a miner? What are cool. like? What's going on? Are yeah, they like so, getting uh, physical? Are they you know breaking oh. down blocks or breaking down <laughs> breaking <laughs> up blocks? I guess they, yeah, but uh, are they breaking down uh, rocks and uh, and trying to find these uh, coins in them? No, man. So uh, so yeah, probably a common misconception just due to the to the word miner, right? Uh, but no, so a miner is just a, it's just a computer, and what it's trying to do is it's trying to uh, for one, all your transactions that you're trying to send, like say, hey, you're trying to pay your buddy down the street for mowing your lawn, mm-hmm. uh, you're trying to pull that transaction in and basically fill up this block, okay? Mm-hmm. And while that's going on, you're also trying to solve this uh, this difficult equation that there's a number at the end, and you're just trying to solve the equation to get that number that follows a set of rules. Okay, and you can you can fill up this block with like more than one transaction, right? Oh, absolutely. Be... Okay. Yeah, now it is set to a certain amount. I forget what the what the block size is. Mm-hmm. I remember you went over it. What is it again? I think it's a uh, one I think it's 1 megabyte. Okay, 1 megabyte. So basically you're taking all these transactions, you're stuffing them down in this block and okay. at the same time you're trying to solve the equation before a bunch of other miners tra- can solve it as well. Okay, cuz so like what what happens if if one of them finds it before me? Like Okay, well, uh, what gets sent to uh, its nodes, uh, or eight nodes or peers that are connected to it, and what they do is they go through and they try to validate that, uh, one, it is correct, and two, that it follows the set of rules. Okay, so they're trying to make sure that that all the transactions are, are, you know, they're not like trying to spend more money than they got, or they're trying to uh, they're trying to make make some more Bitcoin than than they're allowed to and stuff like that. Sure, or? yeah, and also just make sure that you know they actually do have the the answer. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so once they are like, okay, yeah, this this checks out. You know, they don't like slap it out of his hands and be like, this is this is garbage. Come <laughs> right. back to me with the the right block. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what do they do with it then? So. What then happens is those peers actually send it to their peers, and it just creates this this chain effect of everyone validating the transaction. Okay. It seems like it would take a very long time, but it's actually incredibly fast. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we, we were talking about exchanges. You mm-hmm. know, um, what like what is what is an exchange? Cool. What, what so an do? exchange is uh, for one, it's a place that you can go buy your various types of cryptocurrency. Uh, essentially, you're trading your funds for whatever crypto you choose uh, you know we have ones that we prefer but uh, you know that, that's a whole different topic uh, but yeah so you're exchanging uh, your your funds for for their funds uh, you can choose to house them on the exchange aka just leave them on there and let them accrue uh, value uh, some of the exchanges also have uh, have nice features too, where you can actually earn interest on the funds that you keep there. Okay, so there's like zero risk. You know, I I can just oh absolutely buy. not. No, there's no. always risk. Yeah. So uh, so the risk there would be one that if an exchange is gets hacked, which has happened uh, in the past, we talked about it in one of the past episodes. Uh, but also, it can be seized by by the government. Like if the government just goes in and they say. Uh, no, we don't like how you're doing this. This is against regulation. They shut it down. All your funds that were hosted on the exchange are now the government's. Wow, spooky. 
Yeah. So so what what can I do to like protect against you know like if I if I don't trust the exchange let's say like you know maybe I'm not super you worried about my the system. <laughs> what if I'm not super worried about my government coming in and being like yo this is mine now okay. uh, but like what if I'm what if I don't trust the exchange and I'm like ah, you know you guys are kind of shady or like maybe maybe not shady but like <laughs> maybe it's just like I don't want to trust you you know I I want to. I want okay. to hold my own stuff. You know? Got you. Well, keep in mind there are shady exchanges <laughs> <laughs> to be careful of those. But also uh, the great invention called a wallet is out there. Uh, it is a way for you to actually house your crypto. Okay. So like it's a, it's like the modern day, like taking it and putting it on my mattress and, and keeping it safe. You know, to a certain degree, yeah. But also it has the, the added benefit of the fact that if it is uh, lost due to fire, flood, whatever, it can also be recovered on just another device. Okay, so like I could go drown my device, mm-hmm. you know, I go jump in a pool or something, my phone, it's, it's gone, right? Right. And I'm like, ah, well, crap. So I like walk into an AT&T store or wherever and, mm-hmm. you know, pick up a new phone and just type, just type in these, these words and boom. <laughs> I got so, my money back. Uh, so, uh, so first you're probably gonna have to re-download the app. You know, depending on what phone you use, it may automatically pull your software back. But uh, what will happen is you will have to use your seed phrase to recover it. Okay. Yeah. So it will it will just give you this phrase. It's just uh, you know, so, honestly, it's gibberish. It could consist of anywhere from like uh, 24 to 27 words, the ones that I've seen. And essentially, that phrase a lot when you type that in, it allows you to recover your wallet. Okay, so what's your seed phrase? Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna tell you that. Um, <laughs> Why not? What What happens if I know your seed phrase? Uh, you know, and I, I was actually thinking about this. Uh, well, for one, you could access my funds and take them away from me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So my wallet could be your wallet, and uh, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, of course. But I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I was thinking about this not so long ago too. Is like, oh, you know, we're teaching these people how to essentially uh, like get into the crypto space and how to how to house their crypto and everything. But what we haven't really talked about is the fact that even if you're starting like at a small level, like you should be protecting yourselves like you're all, like either one, that crypto is already taken off and is at a very high value now, mm. or that you have a lot more than what you currently do. Oh yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, putting on, you know, what I know, my, mm-hmm. my expert hat. White hat? I, uh, yeah, I would, I would say that uh, you should always treat uh, what you have as if it has like 10 X in value and like what sort of protection would you want for that, for that kind of value? So like if you have maybe just like a thousand dollars or something on your wallet, mm-hmm. then treat it as if it was like $10,000, you know, are you going to like carry that around in your pocket? Are you going to uh, take that with you to the beach? You know, are, like, yeah. it's something where you're going to want, you know, good protection in case, you know, it eventually reaches that value one day. Yeah. Um, you want to treat it at, like that. So absolutely, I mean, we understand that most people start out small. It's not like everyone's uh, coming in dropping twenty, thirty thousand dollars on that on <laughs> yeah. their first crypto investment. So yeah, I mean, as you're getting familiar with the space, but yeah, honestly, just treat it, treat it like it is much larger, and uh, because you know you've you've spent your hard-earned money on it already, so protect it just the same way. Yeah, and I think that there's uh, there's actually places that will let you get get started purchasing cryptocurrency for like as little as a dollar too. So it's like you don't have to. You don't have to jump into this thing with hundred, a thousand, you know, ten thousand dollars. You can you can start and just put a little bit. Like you could either buy some a little every day or every week or every paycheck, whatever whatever suits you, right. um, and your kind of like risk profile. And you would just 
you know, accumulate a little bit over time. Sure. So. Yeah. Uh, sorry, guys. Didn't mean to go on a get on a soapbox there, but uh, glad glad we covered it. I th- I think that covers a lot of the uh, a lot of the rehash. I think but, so. Uh, Jeff, why don't you uh, you you want to add some some things in there that I'm sure I missed because I'm at the same level as all of our listeners. I promise you. No, I actually think that you did a pretty good job. There's not. Uh, from what from what I remember or what I recall, uh, there wasn't uh, wasn't too much too much that I would add in there. I think got you think got most of it. So awesome, awesome. So uh, yeah, so certified expert. Nice. You know? So we got to graduate the, the kindergarten. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll uh, make, make you a diploma. <laughs> you can hang on your wall. Kindergarten graduation. Put it on your resume. <laughs> nice. You're gonna tell people that you're a, a expert. Now and uh, they'll maybe they'll uh, give I, you a good I would job. not tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, man. So that ends me rambling on and, uh, you know, pretending to be as smart as some people in the room. <laughs> so let, let's go over to uh, current news, buddy. What's going on? You told me there's something really awesome. I mean, maybe not really awesome, but uh, really big for the difficulty adjustment. Yeah. So uh, every if you remember from our previous episodes that we talked about, Bitcoin's difficulty for all those miners that are looking for that specific number, the difficulty of finding that number adjusts every 2016 blocks Mm -hmm. and it goes it makes it either harder or easier to find that number uh and for this next adjustment oh and sorry and that's to maintain the one block per 10 minutes yes yes so um it adjusts i did know something yes (laughs) so uh it adjusts so that it keeps that that average time of 10 minutes for every single block um but this next adjustment which happens in about a day day and a half um, I think it's like 200 blocks away or something. Um, it is going to be one of the biggest adjustments in Bitcoin's history because it's going to be it projected to be negative 27%. So it'll wow. become 27% easier to find blocks. Um, it makes it just way easier for all the current miners um, who, are, who are on the network mining away. It makes it a lot easier for them to find blocks for them to, uh, and there's less miners on the network who are mm-hmm. trying to find these blocks. So it means they, if they're a part of like a mining pool, that they don't have to share that reward with as many people. Oh. And so they get to keep more. Yeah, and the reasoning behind uh, so many fewer miners on the network is because of that China ban. Yes, right? so I think, it's, I think it's twofold. I think mm-hmm. that there's that China ban, which kind of set everything in motion where a lot of miners are leaving China. Um, and so their machines are all off. So it, it just removes that hash power from the network. I think the other thing is the price has dropped more than 40% in the last kind of month and a half. Right. And that means that miners who are mining uh, these, these new blocks, their, their rewards are 40% less in like dollar terms. So like if, they're, if they have bills to pay in US yeah. dollars, then they have that much less money to people pay. People are going to be uh, t- throwing up higher fees if they can get the same thing accomplished for a lower amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and what basically is happening is I, I think that the, as the price of Bitcoin comes down, um, the, the energy price that they pay uh, for their electricity is relatively the same. So like if they're paying like 10 cents, they wouldn't be paying this much, but if they're paying say 10 cents per kilowatt hour and they're slightly profitable whenever Bitcoin is $64,000, mm-hmm. then maybe they're not profitable whenever they're still paying 10 cents per kilowatt hour and the price of Bitcoin is something like 34000 like it is right now. 
And so they have to either move their equipment, physically move their equipment to somewhere that has cheaper electricity prices. So like moving it to somewhere where electricity is only maybe five cents per kilowatt hour, or they have to just turn off their miners to, uh, and wait for prices to come back up. And so that, that adds to the uh, amount of hash power that's coming off of the network. Right. Man, I wonder if it's going to be something like, uh, like you know, when you, when you, you always hope to buy the dip, right? <laughs> so you, you want to buy the dip because when it goes back up, it'll be great. So I just think of all these machines moving, being currently offline, whenever they get set back up, especially if it's like a, like a company that's housing a lot of these mining mm-hmm. rigs, right? As soon as they go back up, they're just going to bombard the market and like take all of the, like, all, like, or a ton of transactions. I think that they'll be able to process blocks really fast. Yeah. But that's the, because the difficulty adjustment is so much lower right now. Right. Yeah. But the beauty of that is that mm-hmm. after those 2016 new, next blocks are right. mined, it'll adjust back up. <laughs> right. And so it, in it, the meantime, it, they yeah. can make some in that, sweet, In that sweet. meantime, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, the faster they get their machines up, yeah. the more money they'll make, basically. And that's the incentive is to keep adding those that hash power to the network right. so that you you're competing uh for your share of of the of the network and of the fees and all the uh new bitcoin being minted um uh, currently i can know. totally see that happening yeah by the way and seeing a nice uh spike up in bitcoin again mm-hmm. as they come back online yeah i think that there are probably some people who are trapped in china and who won't be able to move their miners outside of china um and i think that that's kind of the stories you hear about where there's a bunch of miners that are being sold on the market for really, really cheap. Those are the people who are stuck in China who don't have locations that they can go to outside um, in other countries. Although there are other reports of bigger miners who were in China who kind of foresaw this coming and already started making arrangements to move their equipment outside of China. And I think that that's, that's kind of the transition is those people are moving those, other miners are being bought up really cheap, and being exported, you know, to the U.S. and other places in the Middle East and um, probably in Europe. I'm not sure exactly like where all the places are that they're going, but you know, it it helps distribute the network too. So all in all, I think it's probably good to get because China, obviously, from the drop from we were sitting at about 180 exahashes, and we're sitting now around 90 exahashes, and so. Obviously, there was a lot of hash power in China. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that it had fifty percent. I think that a lot of a lot of it could have been from China, but it's good to see that it's coming offline and getting redistributed kind of globally. Yeah. So it's not all kind of in one country. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, if it you know if it went down so drastically in the beginning and then it wasn't profitable for other people, it makes sense that it continued to drop, mm. you know, for a little bit. But good to see that it's uh, it, it's stabilizing around well. Uh, not necessarily the hash power, but the price stabilizing around you know mid thirties now. Which honestly still incredible if you look at it from twelve months. Yeah, from twelve months yeah. ago, I mean we were sitting you know below ten. Yeah, um, <laughs> just remember to zoom out, guys. Yeah, if you ever if you ever just like super nervous, zoom out a little bit and look at the bigger picture. When in doubt, zoom out. Yeah, I like that. Um, Put down t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, if you if you ever if you're ever uh, worried, just go to like Coin Market Cap. Go to Bitcoin and then click the little button that says log, and it'll show you a logarithmic chart of Bitcoin instead of just the normal price chart. Mm-hmm. And you just see this steady kind of growth pattern, and it's just up and to the right. It's not like you know the crazy ups and downs. It makes it 
uh, more uh, averaged over time. Okay, cool. So we'll go ahead and bounce off of uh, Bitcoin for just a little bit and uh, and talk about doing due diligence, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we spoke last week about making sure no matter what you invest in, just do due diligence. Make sure, I said doo-doo, sorry guys, uh, <laughs> but your due diligence is is so important. Don't just you know watch a TikTok video and decide, oh cool, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, typically uh, the things that have safe in the name, you also <laughs> want to do a little bit of extra extra pruning there because right. you know just because this word safe is in the name does not mean it is safe. Definitely does not mean it's safe. Uh, for instance, safe dollar just got uh, they had a glitch. It looks like uh, they were able to mint a bunch of fake coins essentially yeah. and absolutely destroy that Wait. market value. I mean, it dropped down to zero. From from what I read, I, there's not like a huge detailed report put out on it. But from what it sounds like, pretty much someone was able to figure out a bug in the code that let them mint 214 trillion of these tokens and no, exchange no, no. It was them. Quintillion, wasn't it? Oh yeah, you're right. It was <laughs> quintillion. Yeah, uh, quite quite a bit. <laughs> so they minted uh, that that 214 quintillion tokens, and then exchanged it for 200 thousand dollars of like actual value. Uh, and just that huge dump on the market just yeah. completely tanked the price, brought it to zero, and just safe dollar was no more. So yeah. that's crazy. That's almost like uh, you know as much as as much a Dogecoin as can be mined every every minute. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, I <laughs> I can't remember how much how much Doge is mined. I think it's ten thousand every yeah. minute or something. But uh, sorry, you Doge holders. I, I'm glad if you made money. Yeah. I just don't get it. But that's okay. It's the money of the people. That's okay. Yeah, I, I, I definitely do not advise uh, one way or the other because no matter what I say, it can it can go the opposite very quickly. Yeah. No, I'm I'm just gonna hold my tongue on Dogecoin as well. Uh, I will. Uh, you know. Good luck to you if you have it. Uh, wish you the best. The very best. <laughs> All right, guys. And uh, as a bonus, Jeff has a great app that can help you stack some sats. Yeah, so I've been using Fold for a while now. Uh, Fold is an app that will actually let you set up a debit card that you can earn sats back instead of cash back. So uh, you can do all your normal everyday shopping, but instead of getting your 1%, 2% cash back, you'll be getting your you'll be getting sats back. You'll be getting uh, Bitcoin back instead of your normal cash rewards. Mm-hmm. And you can also, on the app, you can actually purchase gift cards, and some of those gift cards offer some great great percentages like some offer five to seven percent uh back for the gift card and the nice thing is you can actually double dip too so you can actually purchase those gift cards using your credit card and actually get the same you can get your normal airlines or cashback rewards on your credit card but you'll also be getting rewards and sats uh off of fold yeah and just a little addition i i wouldn't have thought so but it has great companies i mean it's like dsw uh gap cabela's Bass Pro Shop, like a lot of really big companies that you're going to spend money at anyway, so you might as well, you know. Stack some sats, doing Stack it. some sats, baby. And uh, they also offer like a daily spin wheel. So if you 
don't want to do any spending, mm-hmm. then you know you could spend. It doesn't give you very many uh, sats, but it's just a it's just a fun thing you can do. Um, it's addicting though. <laughs> yeah, like I, I can't tell you. Like I'll just open the app and I'll just go and click the wheel just to see what I get that day. Yeah, so, so it's just a fun way to uh, stack some sats without having to do anything really different. You don't have to go and you know set up an exchange account and do all that kind of stuff. It's just a really easy way to kind of mess around, and it's just a little fun fun app that you can use. So uh, I like it. We're not like sponsored by them or anything, but it's just one that I've used for for quite a while now. And with that, we conclude another week of the Sats Free Journal. If you liked what you heard, then leave us a like. If you want to tell us something that we did right or wrong, then go ahead and leave a comment down below. If you have any more questions, you can also leave a comment and we'll try and answer it for you. If uh, you want to share us with some of your friends and family who are interested in this kind of stuff, then we would appreciate it. And if you yourself want to follow along, then hit the subscribe button and follow us for every single week. We release a new episode and we will get it delivered to your inbox. All right, guys, you heard Jeff, so like, comment, subscribe. Also, we are going to uh, change our release date from Wednesdays to Fridays in order to release the episodes to you guys more consistently. So as always, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.